Welcome back to the Becoming CEO podcast, where we decide every single day to become the CEO we were created to be. Over here, we're low-key ratchet and high-key saved, okay? Listen, I know what it feels like to have the hugest to-do list, feel super unclear on what to do next in your business, download all the freebies, and still be stuck at square one. And darling, that's over for you today. Hey boo, I'm Kay Hillman. I'm a scientist turned five-figure photographer turned marketing and business strategist for female service providers building profitable businesses. I'm the coach for confused peeps. Boo thang, it's time to ditch the hustle. Listen close, darling, as I snatch your mindset, clarify your messaging, and drop marketing gems. When you roll with me, you'll gain confidence clarity, and sales as you become the highest version of yourself. Let's get this money. Hey, boo. Hey. All right. I have 14 minutes to knock this episode out because I have a client call in a couple minutes. So today I'm going to be talking about part two or sharing part two about why no one is buying your services. So I hope you guys enjoyed part one because there's three more parts. So I really hope you guys enjoyed that. And let's just go ahead and get into this. So I guess, what, what what reason are we up to? I don't even know. I'm just going to start with one again. So number one, you're being desperate. All right. This one is a hard one to hear. It was a tough pill for me to swallow when I realized that this was one of the big reasons why people weren't buying my services, especially in the beginning of my business. People can smell desperation a mile away. Like that's the truth. People can smell when the content and the marketing and the sales posts that you put out, they can tell when you are doing it from a desperate energy. And so it's important that, you know, you recognize that if you're constantly putting out posts that give no value and you're constantly saying like, bye, 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 you're probably not going to get the client. The other thing is, is you want to think about the intention behind your posts. So I remember when I first started trying to get clients for my photography business and my social media agency, I used to put out posts and the energy behind that post was like, I need to get a client from this post. And I don't know about you, and I don't know if you've experienced this, where you really feel like because you put this post up, you should get a client from it. And I have to really shift my thinking from that. It took a lot of work for me to realize that that's not how marketing and sales work. Like, you can't just post one time and think that you're going to get a client from it. Now, I mean, would it be great if you got a client from every single post? Of course, right? But like, the reality is that that's not always how it works. And we have to be really careful and mindful about the type of energy we're putting out with all of our content, whether it's sales content, marketing content, doesn't matter. We have to be mindful of that. And so, you know, I love putting out sales content. I love asking for the sale. I love having a a strong call to action that tells you to go buy or go do this, whatever. But at the end of the day, all of my content gives some sort of value. And so, and also now all my content is really geared towards genuinely helping people. Like it's not even about the sale that I would like to make at the end. It's really about the value that I can add to them in that moment. And if they want to go deeper, cool, let's hop on a call. Let's do whatever so that we can work together. But it's important. I mean, you know, if you're not getting sales, one of the reasons could be is that you're being desperate and it's showing. So if you're in a position where you are crunched for money or you're crunched for, you know, crunched to hit your sales numbers or to hit your launch goal or whatever, Take a step back and assess your energy and just recognize that your energy is what's holding you back from being able to sign the client and doing something to realign your energy. Maybe it is going to be changing your focus or changing the goal, right? So let's say you're in the middle of a launch and, you know, you just start to realize like you're not signing any clients and, you know, 
you you're putting out this content and now you say like, oh, I'm going to do two posts a day or I'm going to, you know, start going live every day. And it's like, yeah, that's a cool strategy. It is effective. But is it really going to be valuable to the person that you want to purchase? Or are you going to show up with desperate energy and push more people away from from investing? So you just want to like kind of look at your energy, figure out where you are and then maybe reassess. So if you're in that energy of being desperate to hit your launch numbers, maybe change your launch number or change your launch goal to, you know what? I would really love to, you know, transform the lives of this many people. So instead of it being a money goal, it's now a how many people can I help? And it's not even the people that you can help inside the container. A lot of people get that wrong. A lot of people feel like, oh, I want seven people to join my program. But it's like, I want seven people after looking at my launch content, after being pitched and sold to or whatever, like I want seven people to walk away from this week of launching and say, wow, okay, really changed my life. And it may have been for free or it may be because they joined my program, but either way, seven lives will be changed at the end of this. And that just really raises your energy so that perhaps seven people actually sign up for the program. So it's just all about really realigning your energy and just not selling from a desperate space. All right. Number two, your customer service and user experience is whack. Now, all of us go through this. It's all something that can be, you know, very trying, especially as moms, you know, like life happens, unexpected things happen. But it's important that we always prioritize our customer service and our user experience. So maybe it's the system, right? Like sometimes we don't have systems in place. You know, we don't have a calendar system. We don't have a booking system. We don't have, you know, automated sequences so that people get our questionnaires and all that kind of stuff. And that really impacts user experience, right? Because people want stuff and they want it now. You know, I'm not saying that you have to be available to people 24-7. What I am saying is make sure people know what the next steps are. Having clarity in the next step will save you so much heartache and pain with a customer or with a potential client. So just making sure that you're just clear on the method of communication, right? Hey, I communicate primarily through email. You can expect a response back in 48 hours. Like something that simple will really help people have a better user experience with you, but also feel like their needs are getting met via your customer service process. Also, (laughs) I want to talk about meetings real quick. So I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I do drop the ball when it comes to meetings and I forget, you know, luckily Zoom sends me a reminder and they say somebody's in my waiting room and I just jump in real quick. But we have to do better with meetings and consults, right? So if someone schedules something at one, start at one, right? You shouldn't be logging into Zoom or whatever, three minutes, five minutes late. And I was doing that in the beginning. You know, I was just like kind of jumping in whenever, you know, and it's easy to do when you, when there's no boss, right? When you are the boss, it's easy to just kind of jump in whenever, right? But at the end of the day, that is part of the user experience. That is part of somebody's experience with your brand. And they're going to remember if you're always showing up to the meetings late. I remember like as of when I first started my photography business, I used to always be like five minutes late to every session. And granted, you can blame it on Atlanta traffic, right? But the truth of the matter is, is that I'm not a morning person. So morning sessions were just, it made no sense for me. I've since shifted from doing morning sessions so that I don't have to have those problems because I don't want the user experience to be whack. Like I want people to know that their photographer is going to be on time and we're going to, you know, do all the things. And I mean, you know, that's a whole other conversation because clients be late. It's just crazy sometimes. But at the end of the day, like we have to have integrity as the business owner so that 
our clients can have a good experience and then go back and talk about us and tell all their friends they should work with us and blah, blah, blah. So customer service, user experience, it's whack. And that may be why people are not buying. And I know for me, now that I've gotten really good at, you know, being on time for like, I'm just like a stickler now for being on time for things. Now I kind of get anxious, you know, when someone isn't on time. And when I am investing in services or investing in, you know, like hiring team members and stuff like that, if someone doesn't get on the call on time, I'm like, that's a huge red flag for me. I'm like, "Mm, I probably shouldn't work with this person. Like I probably shouldn't pay them, you know, a thousand plus dollars for them to not show up. So it's just like, think about how you would feel if you had a scheduled call with someone and you were investing a large amount of money with them. Would you feel some type of way if they showed up late, right? Would you feel some type of way if they, you know, didn't respond to your emails, you know, for a whole week, right? And I'm not saying, again, I'm not saying that you have to be in the beck and call of your clients. What I am saying is, you know, just put those things in place to let them know, hey, this is when you can expect a response. Because I know me, my email inbox, it's the worst. It's the worst place ever. And so I I tell people, like, listen, give me 48 hours. If you email me something, give me 48 hours and I'll respond back. So yeah, just being really clear about your customer service that and if your user experience is whack, that could be a reason why you're not, you know, getting people to book your services. So Thing number three, why no one is buying your services. You haven't minimized the risk of buying from you. So what I mean by this is that you haven't created a low risk offer where people can get a taste of what you have to offer before they purchase from you. So this is especially important because people have to get to know you, your brand and your business before they start shelling out the big coins, right? So give people a low risk offer, right? Something that's free, something that's low cost to help them get over that hurdle of buying from you. If you just go straight into the big sell, you're going to get a lot of resistance from people, especially if they don't trust you, which we talked about trust last week. We talked about how, you know, one reason people don't buy from you is because they don't trust you. Well, the way that you can do that, or one of the ways you can do that is by minimizing the risk of buying from you. So give them something that's lower for them to invest in first, whether it's free, right? And they invest in invest with their email or whether it's like a lower ticket offer that's paid. So the way this looks for me and my photography business is that, you know, my photography services, they are definitely high ticket. <laughs> you know, they're, they're super high ticket, but I do have a lower ticket investment for my photography services. So right now it's currently, I think like four something for one hour. And then it goes up from there. But, you know, truthfully, that one hour gives people an opportunity to get a taste of what the experience is like with me, how much fun we can have in front of the camera and all those things. So that gives them like a, it minimizes the risk of investing with me, right? Because maybe they're not ready to make this huge, you know, four figure investment in photography when they first meet me. But after they've worked with me one time, they're like team K all the way, honey. And now, They're coming back and they're doing their full brand shoots. They're doing their full marketing campaigns. And it just, their confidence is just so much higher in investing with me. Same thing with my social media clients, right? I have an offer where it's like, I'll do, you know, maybe like a content calendar for them or I'll do a, what is it? What do I call it? I can't remember what I call it, but I do like a a 30 day build for them or whatever. And that gives them like the first little taste and first step of what it's like to work with me. And if they enjoy that, if they you know, like my work or whatever, then they come on board full time and I do their full social media management, right? So I'm not saying that you have to have like a low ticket offer if you don't want one. You could just put out really, really valuable free content 
where they're able to clearly see like, wow, if she gives all this away for free, investing in her higher ticket program or investing in her her service, you know, is a no-brainer. But it's important that we minimize the risk of buying from us. So you have to show yourself, you have to prove yourself. And, you know, I know right now a lot of people on social media are taking social media breaks. And I mean, even myself, you guys know I've taken a social media break. I've done all the things. By the end of the day, it's because I've already done the heavy lifting. I've already done the hard work. I've already spent and invested all this time in, you know, showing up consistently enough for people to not feel like there's as big of a risk or as scary of a risk in investing with me. So you just want to minimize the risk of buying from you. And the last thing is you didn't ask people to buy, right? So the people, the reason why people aren't buying your services is because you haven't asked. So I know so many people who say they don't want to be salesy and that's okay, right? I get it. But at some point you have to sell or you won't get the client. You can't just assume that people are going to find your products or your services and buy. You have to invite them to. And I will go so far as to say, it's like, sometimes you have to pitch people. I think I need to do an episode on pitching, or maybe I did do an episode on pitching. If I did, we'll link it in the notes below. But you know, like you have to put yourself out there and just ask for the sale. Um, Your call to actions. Tell people that it's like, you have something for sales. You have something you want people to buy. You have spots open for, you know, your VA services or your podcast services or whatever. Like you have to tell people, to purchase. And a lot of times people aren't doing that. And that's why you're not getting people to book out your services or join your programs and stuff. It's because you're just putting it out there without really saying much, you know? So be really explicit and be really, you know, be really clear and direct to the fact that you want people, you want to work with more people, right? You want people to purchase your services or you want people to, you know, join your programs. Whatever it is, you have to ask people to buy. And that could be one of the reasons why you are not getting clients is that you just haven't asked people to buy. And when you don't ask people to buy, what do they say? Closed mouths don't get fed. I think I've said this before. Closed mouths do not get fed. So if you are not asking for the sale, if you are not having sales conversations with people, if you're not pitching people that you know seem interested or have been interested in the past or whatever, if you're not doing those things, you can't be surprised that you are not getting people to buy your your services or your products, right? So you didn't ask people to buy. So the four things for this week, why no one is buying your services? One, you're being desperate, right? Check your energy. Number two, your customer service and your user experience is whack. Like you got to get that under control. Number three, you haven't minimized the risk of buying from you. And number four, you didn't ask people to buy, right? So those are the four things for this week. We still have two more parts to this series. I'm so excited. And y'all, I finished this in like record time and my client hasn't even showed up yet. So I still got like a whole extra minute if I want to keep talking, but I don't because my throat was tired already. Y'all, you know, you know how I be tripping. But anyway, if you enjoyed this episode, I want you to screenshot this and I want you to send it, you know, to me on Instagram, post it to your stories. I just want y'all to talk about the show because I'm like so excited about being able to like spend more time over here and to do more stuff for the podcast. There are going to be so many amazing things about to pop up. And I'm just super excited to share with you guys just all the things that are happening with the Becoming CEO brand and just the evolution of this space and this community. And so I really appreciate you for listening and being here with me. And until next time, I will talk to you later, darling. 
Thanks so much for tuning in. Don't forget to follow me on the gram at Mrs. K Hillman and let me know you're picking up what I'm putting down. Take a screenshot of you listening to this podcast and share it in your stories and leave a young thug a review so I know it's real. May you walk in your purpose and call in each and every day to become the CEO and woman you were designed to be. Until next time, let's get this money.